from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Thinking Sideways is not brought to you by pinning us to your wall. Instead, it's supported by the generous donations of our listeners on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash thinking sideways to learn more. And thanks. Thinking Sideways. I don't understand. Does not compute. You never know. Stories of things we simply don't know the answer to. Hey guys, it's uh, Thinking Sideways, the podcast. I'm Devin, joined this week by my uh, special guest co-hosts. Joe. And Steve. Yay! We're special guests this week. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, and this week we're going to talk about a mystery. It's going to be a little one. It's a... It's... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It is. Uh, this is like literally this is the jokes I've been hearing all week. It's yes, just, this is going to be a jokey, pun-filled it's episode. It's going to be if a good one. Careful. Yeah. Well, what if we're not careful? You mean if we're careful? It yes. Will be. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. about a tiny alien. I just gave it away. Oh man, Joe. I know. Uh, this week, as you know, because you probably read the title uh, and maybe even the description, we're going to talk about the Atacama skeleton. Also often referred to as the Atacama humanoid or Atacama or alien. alien or I don't know. Or proof. Proof for aliens. Yes. Proof for the little green guy. Literally the little green little man. Green man. Yeah. yeah. That yep. explains why we haven't seen their, you know, their saucers because they must be tiny. Sars yeah. with a garbage can lid. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Actually, it makes sense. That's why uh, we were all convinced by a hubcap for a while. <clears throat> yeah. It's the right size. 
Okay. We done? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Uh, so our story, just to briefly do a quick little overview here. Briefly, quickly. Yep. In 2003, I'm pretty sure that was the year that this was discovered, but it, I think so. it's hard to tell because some of the stories are different, but we're going to say in 2003. They're hard to validate, but yeah. A uh, token, quote, quote, unquote, collector uh, made a very interesting discovery in a pouch in the Atacama Desert, which is mostly in Chile. Um, it's about 41,000 square miles, which for you people who are not civilized is yeah. 105,000 <laughs> square kilometers. There's very little population there. It's mostly just deserted desert towns <laughs> from uh, the nitrate era. Yeah, they closed down the mines and the mm-hmm. towns went away. Oh, I was going to yeah. ask, did not, you mean because it was nitrate mining? Yeah. Okay, that's, got it. No, from the, have you I never was, heard I that was before? going. Wait, I've never heard of the nitrate <laughs> era. Yeah, you never heard of that. You yeah. did. Oh, uh, you must have just forgotten. I slipped through um, that class. Yeah. yeah, and obviously, once the mine closes down, you really don't want to stick around no, because there's really. no water in the desert in, yeah. in that particular desert. Yeah, there's yeah. no right. We were talking earlier. It's the is it the driest place on earth? It or is, one of it is no, it is the driest place on earth. Yeah. So yeah. take that, everyone who thought that you know where where it was. So this guy, while scavenging, uh, found uh, it was he was in a church. He was kind of digging around. He used to find he was trying to find things that were like worth money. Yeah, I think I, I, in one version of this that I heard, he was it was actually he actually found it in a graveyard next to the church, which was in an abandoned town. Yeah. Yeah, or he might have even he might have or... even been like grave robbing. Yes, possibly. I was going to totally say possible. basically you're called he's he's described as a token collector, but really he's just a scavenger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally, just a scavenger. Just just raiding these deserted towns for right. anything that might anything. be worth anything. Yeah, which I mean they're deserted towns, so it's not like yeah. anybody's going to get upset about it. But he's scavenging. Yeah, pretty much. So buried just slightly under the ground. I don't think it was very deep. He found a white cloth. That was tied with a violet ribbon, violet the color, ribbon, Uh, and it contained a skeleton that was about six inches long with a slightly elongated skull and only ten ribs. A little unusual. To make this story a little weirder, I'm just going to throw a quick little thing in here and then we'll talk a little bit about it more. In records that are dating back to, I think it was 1933, a similar six-inch tall humanoid skeleton was featured in Ripley Believe It or Not, the Ripley's Believe It or Not book that came out then. And it was also, you know, like I said, a six-inch tall humanoid skeleton. Uh, He was called Attaboy (laughs) because he was found, believe it or not, in the Atacama Desert, not far from where Atta was found, which is what they call this new skeleton. It's been speculated. There's probably all kinds of these things floating around the Atacama Desert. Yeah, probably there is. Because it's so dry, you know, things get mummified. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to say is that it's uh, that desert, it's going to suck the moisture out and preserve things Mm -hmm. obscenely quickly. Yeah, yeah, and really well, usually, too. Okay, so as we said... This guy, his name was Oscar Muniz, I and I can't find anything about him except for, as I said, I think he's just he was just a scavenger. Mm-hmm. But the skeleton was eventually sold to the current owner. His name was Ramon Navia Osorio, and he's a Spanish businessman. Not was is sorry, he is currently he's still still living, us. still owns this skeleton. It's not in his hands though these days, right? Did he get it back or did he? Uh, you know, he did. He got it back. Um, he never was without it. Well, I it he... was it when it was examined. It it was examined in Spain. 
in Barcelona. Mm. Okay. Where he is. So it's my understanding that he's never not had possession of it. Why, is, why would he want this creepy little thing at his it's house? It's kind of cool. I don't okay. know. I kind of like it. I would no. take one. Really? Yeah, totally. Would you not? Do you also collect those weird dolls that have the eyes that follow you, though? No, I don't. Those scary. <laughs> those scare me a lot. No, we had those when I was a kid, and I did not like them. Yeah. I don't remember that toy. What, the, the eyes doll? actually followed you around? No. No, they just appeared to. Yeah, mm. you know, like paintings do. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, somehow, and I, I don't totally know how, because Ramon had this thing for a long time, and until 2009, it had kind of just been this obscure thing that he owned. Mm-hmm. He didn't really talk about it that much, but... A guy by the name of Stephen Greer found out about this skeleton in a... He was at a conference, and somebody offhandedly mentioned it to him. This tiny little skeleton that they knew some guy who owned. Knew some guy who owned? That's a, That makes yeah, sense, that's, right? That's more better. That's huh. more better. It's pretty close, yeah. And so uh, Mr. Greer, or Stephen, we'll just call him Stephen, uh, he Let's managed call to... call him Mr. Greer, please. <laughs> Mr. Greer managed to convince Ramon that he could investigate the skeleton. So in 2009, that's when kind of this this whole story kind of started to hit the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's about right. yeah, I mean, Greer is, he is the one that raised all the attention. About he it. sure did. And then when did the yeah. movie come out? It was 2012? Yes. Okay. Maybe Serious? 2013, yeah. 2012 yeah, I know we're going to get into that, but... Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. So, uh, Mr. Greer assembled a team of, um, we're going to call them, air quote, respected scientists. Unquote. Some of the some of the people on the team, I think, are actually professionals in their field. Well, I think some of them are actually good, like good scientists. Mm-hmm. Some of the research that I've read, I I trust these people. They're competent. Yeah, absolutely. Stephen Greer, maybe but not quite Stephen so Greer, much. Stephen Greer, maybe not yeah, so much. Yeah. And some of the other people on his team, maybe not so much. But um, we'll make sure to make note of <laughs> when we believe people and when we don't believe people, because you know us, we're good at that. <laughs> um. We so. So yeah, Mr. Greer and his team went to Barcelona in uh, 2012 to conduct extensive research on the skeleton. The team was headed up by Dr. Gary Nolan, who, after some Googling, you know, he's a lot of UFO stuff, this guy. He's definitely a ufologist. He's into it. He's into it. Yeah, Nolan, Dr. Nolan. Uh, But he is also a geneticist at Stanford. Same guy, you sure? Same guy, yeah. So I guess he's probably not a total hack? Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. It's hard to tell with these people sometimes, right? You think he's got tenure? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he must have tenure. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, we'll, t- we'll talk a little bit more about the other members of the team, or at least one other member okay. of the team, later. But I do want to just first start out by describing the skeleton. I know that we have some listeners that you know, listen to us while they're driving, things like that. So let's talk about what the skeleton looked like and what makes it so strange other than the fact that it's six inches tall. Okay. Um, so let's go with that. The team examined Ada. Ada? Atta. 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 Atta boy. Uh, um, okay. And they took DNA samples from the distal ends of the anterior ribs, which is the fancy way of saying that they took samples from the front ends of the ribs which should have been connected to the sternum. The st- there's no sternum on this skeleton, which I isn't really that weird to me, I guess, in the long uh, run. I don't think so. 
I mean, I'm not sure how well formed the sternum is uh, at, at, at any point. young age. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I think that's uh, well. Uh, at what age? That's the question. Well, well yeah, that is a big question around this, but it yeah. doesn't really. I mean, a, you, in a in a human fetus, the sternum forms. It, it's there. I okay. think the sternum yeah. forms in like the fourth or fifth month once okay. the rib cage firms up and mm-hmm. all the organs have developed. Then it it kind of because it you know it, it shouldn't. Uh, create too early because it could make the cavity too small. Uh-huh, so I yeah. think that that's one of the reasons that it waits longer. Right. But there, but there is a big dispute about this critters or this thing's age. age. Yeah, there yeah. is. Yeah, and we'll we are absolutely going to get into that in oh, a minute. Yeah. But so that's where they took the bone the the DNA samples from, and there was bone marrow in the skull as well. So they took a little bit of that for testing. And I've seen I've seen a lot of hubbub about if you see photos of this and you see the back of the head, mm-hmm. there's a hole in it. And they say that's because they punched that hole to get the DNA. Yes. Yeah. But you also hear a lot of people on the Internet say, oh, no, that's obviously the cause of death. OK, so actually I can clarify this. Okay. Um, they took CT scans and x-rays before they started to do anything exploratory. Mm-hmm. And you can see in the CT scans, there's a fracture at the back of the head. It's not a huge hole in the back of the head where okay. they had to cut through. But Got there it. is a, a, a visible S- fracture in the back of the skull that that's what they're talking about when they say that's the cause of okay. death. Well, I've seen somewhere they right. will say there, there's a hole and dumb. that's... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> or I, I guess just misinformed is probably a better way of saying it. Okay. They're misinformed. That big hole, as far as I can tell, they did cut it to get to extract Yeah, they, they put a hook in there to scrape mm-hmm. material out. Yeah, I, I am not of the impression that that hole existed Prior to the testing, yeah, no, yeah. I'm in agreement with that. But there was there was a fracture. Yeah, there was actually a photograph too from from prior where the Mm -hmm. hole was not there, where there was no hole. Yeah, Yeah. so yep, Um, but that's good. So, like I said, they took X-rays and CT scans um, of the tiny skeleton to make sure that they could evaluate the body for any abnormalities before they did any again exploration. So they were. They were following good procedures. They were following, actually, they were following exceptional procedure. procedure. Yeah. Everything was done in a totally sterile environment. Um, Everything was documented. People were taking pictures and filming the entire time, which is really important also. So you can document if somebody happened to do something that caused damage to it. You could come back later and say, okay, did one of us do this while we were exploring or did not? So this isn't like when they did all the testing on the dinosaur bones and determined that they were part ostrich? Yeah, no, not like that. Okay. No. okay. No. So at well, least during this part, during the examination, the procedures were, they were very well followed. So Ada, as I've mentioned again and again, six inches long, which is... Um, or tall. You'll tall. hear it referred to as six inches tall. Yeah. Tall, long. Tall, tall works. Long, I think, yeah. long, tall. Which is, uh, I think it's 15 centimeters is what I see. That's about, about equal. One place I saw it described as 150 millimeters, which I thought was silly. <laughs> Why wouldn't you just use centimeters? It might be a little more accurate to break it into millimeters. I don't know. Uh, Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so it's about that size, again, for our not-American measurers. 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 Yeah. It's got a goofy-looking head, though. It's very elongated. It's kind. You know what it reminds me of is the Crystal Skull from Indiana Jones. That was a terrible movie. But yes, but yeah. I do know Surely what you're talking about. So it's yes. a very long oval, almost yeah. skull. Which would explain why a lot of people see, think it's an alien. Yeah, and you can see there's some bone abnormalities just like in the formation of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't seem as though the skull was crushed post-mortem to be that 
Oh, way. like squeezed yeah. and collapsed on mm-hmm. itself a little bit. I see what you're yeah. getting out of that. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, there's a fracture on the back right side of the skull, which is often ruled as the cause of death. There's a tooth in the jaw, actually. I don't know if you guys actually got a chance to look at this or not. It's kind of interesting. There's an actual tooth in the jaw. It's not like little infant, you know, nublins. It's like an actual, they describe it as a mature tooth, which is interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, again, interesting. Yeah, it's unusual. It is unusual. Uh, There's a fracture on the right arm just above the elbow. The skeleton has just 10 ribs, which is weird. You know, humans have 12 ribs. Yeah. Everybody knows Normally. that. And um, after two months in utero, a human fetus will have developed all 12 ribs. Generally. Mentioning. Ge- usually. Yeah, usually. Yeah. Yeah. In almost every circumstance, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, during the CT scan, uh, it was revealed that there are there are lungs in the mum, this mummy skeleton or were. thing, or or were well the are. Re- remains of they're, remains they're of. still there and uh, quote what appears to be the remains of a heart structure unquote and this has caused the team at Stanford and also pretty much every researcher to look at this stuff to believe that it's it's a real skeleton of a real living thing it's not just a little carved. it's not just a hoax not just a little carved wooden no if, if this thing. is if yeah. this is a hoax this is the best hoax ever i saw a very tongue-in-cheek thing recently when i was reading about this i think it was actually just like an hour or two ago that said um the quote was this couldn't be a hoax unless it was hoaxed by aliens which was like, oh, God, of course you would go there. Uh, who says aliens don't have a sense of humor? Yeah, really. Practical uh, jokers. There's also a, a fairly pronounced curve to the spine. Both There's a hump, like, but I think that's just from the way it was preserved. Near the shoulders. Yeah, hump near the shoulders, kind of. But also the spine curves, like in a C-shape It's got shape a serious a S-curve to it. Yeah, really well, deep. I don't think it's an S-curve. I don't think it ever curves back. Is the th- it's just the C? It just curves the one way. And again, mm. I we don't know. I don't know. Certainly, it's hard if to it's say. just from the mum- mummification, mummification, thank you. <laughs> the, the, uh, the mummifying of it, the mummifying, <laughs> and also being wrapped, uh, being wrapped up in a cloth and compressed mm-hmm. could could while there's still moisture in the body. Yeah, and then absolutely. When it dries out, it's gonna stiffen in whatever position it's at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And there's one more thing to mention. Well, I guess there's a few more things to mention. I, I want to mention how tiny the little feet are. <laughs> tiny. Tiny that, little feet and tiny hands. Little feet, smaller than yours? Yeah, but yeah, smaller than mine. But also like proportionately tiny, right? Mm-hmm. Would you, I would say yeah. you can almost miss them. Almost at the little bottom of the, the legs. I didn't, I didn't find them to be out of proportion. But then again, it is so small to begin with yeah. that I, that's why I don't find them to be disproportionately small. That's fair. The other, the other thing that I have to mention is the knees. At knees, it turns out, for those of you who don't know, are a pretty good way of determining determining age, early years in life. In humans. In humans, yeah. Because when we're born, we don't really have kneecaps, which is a misnomer. We do have kneecaps. They're just all cartilage, mm-hmm. and then they harden over time. Ossification. But, yeah, but you, but when you're born, you basically don't have kneecaps. Gross. And you can look at the the X rays of knees. It's very interesting. There's like no 
they don't look like knees basically <laughs> when you're an infant they just don't um and it's hard to describe so i would encourage you guys to go out and google this because it is kind of fascinating i didn't really know this about mm -hmm. knees. oh what knees on babies look like yeah. yeah it basically just looks like there's two leg bones and, and there's and like a little there. there's little little balls of bone yeah on either side but oh, there's wow. no there's no noticeable joint and there's no cap or anything like that. It hasn't babies, formed. Right. Babies are weird. Babies are really weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. So the, they stay cartilage until you're about three, and then they calcify all the way up until you're about six to eight, depending yep. on you know your mm -hmm. own personal development. But uh, apparently, and I know Steve has some things to say about this that we'll tackle in the theories sections, but apparently Ada had um, fully formed kneecaps. Which, uh, again, it's like hard to tell because he's so tiny mm -hmm. that it's really hard to see what's I, going on in I haven't, there. I haven't seen anything that looks like a kneecap to me. I, it's interesting, right? It's, it's hard. Like I said, it's hard to tell and we will, we'll grab onto we're, this yeah, a little yeah, bit more in the I theories. I know we're, we're going to have to come back to this. Um, so yeah. But, it, but you will see that around. And again, it's, it's hard. I'm kind of 50-50 on it. Like, I don't know. I'm also not a scientist, so I can't look at that and be like, oh, yeah, totally. That's a kneecap. I don't really You can't? Know. Can you? Yeah, of course. Mm. I got knees. I know what they look like. The inside? You yes. examine the inside of your knees regularly? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking no kneecaps. But yeah. Yeah. Um, Bob got it. So yeah. people go ahead and say that the with the knees and the presence of a developed tooth, that would put this being at having lived for some time, mm -hmm. yeah. um, at least a year, uh, in other as words, many it, as eight. outside of uh, outside the of the womb. Yeah, in other words, it can't it can't be a fetus. It can't be the skeleton of a fetus. Right. That's the that's yeah. the the thing that you draw. That's the conclusion yeah. that you would draw from this information. Yeah. Again, we're gonna talk about all this stuff in the theories. So, like, oh, everybody, okay. stop yelling at me, please. There's some more to come. Yeah, because there's another really big twist. <laughs> uh, right on. Um, it's a really big twist. And that is, you, you remember I said they took DNA from the ribs? Yep. And they tested that as well as the bone marrow found in the skull. And apparently uh, the report is that Ada only shares 91% of, of its DNA with humans. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. For I, comparison, I have... for comparison, we share about 90% of our DNA with cats, 80% with cows, and 50% with bananas. Oh, my God. So... I guess I should, shouldn't be eating cows, I guess. No, I guess not. Yeah. yeah. And there's, there is this some is variance... bananas. There's, there's variance between humans, right? That's, a, that's an actual thing. There's genetic variance, but it's about a 0.5% variance. Half found. a percent? Yeah, half a percent variance between any... Homo sapien. Yeah. Okay. One last thing. I keep saying that, right? I keep saying, oh, and one last thing I have to mention, but no, one last it's, thing. It's, it's okay. fine. This is, you, you have now gone to the same level as TV news. Oh, that's true. Which is, we're going to drop the story, but first we're going to tell you about this. We're going to come back with this main story, but now we're going to go to the weather. So that's, uh -huh. that's what she's, that's. Isn't that annoying when they do that? That's, that's you how mean she's brilliant. formulated this. <laughs> Yeah, brilliant. Okay, uh, we'll be back after this word from our yeah. sponsors. Yeah. One last thing. Again, I, it's actually the second to last thing. Mm. Um, and then we'll talk about the weather in Edinburgh? Yeah. Okay. If you can say all the names, yeah, we will. 
nobody really knows how old this thing is. Obviously, when they first found it, they thought, oh, my God, this thing is, like, millennia old. It's got to be Because it so was mummified. Because it was mummified, and it didn't look like anything we knew about. And they were like, well, maybe it's some, like, pre-homo sapien type thing. Maybe it's a Neanderthal. Maybe it's, you know, who knows? And they've come to the conclusion since then that it's, like, a couple decades old. Yeah, at, probably, the, most. at the most. At the most, yeah. 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 Um, but as I mentioned, Ripley of Ripley's Believe It or Not, uh, his name is Robert, Robert Ripley. He's involved in the case, like I said. Um, isn't he dead? He, I'm sorry, he was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was sort of involved. Kind yeah. of, in a way. You uh, you guys know uh, Ripley was obsessed with shrunken heads. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like obsessed with Which shrunken heads. Which is weird. Heads. I kind of think shrunken heads are awesome. I was going to say, you know how many times I have found myself in front of the computer at 12 o'clock at night, drunk and Googling shrunken heads and trying to figure out if the website that says I can buy one is legit or not? Mm. I feel like I need to have a conversation with you about your adult mature choices that you're making. Uh, Seriously. Wait, is it the drinking or the Googling? At midnight, and you're choosing to Google shrunken heads, which makes me a little concerned about you. That's a little weird, yeah. And and what I want to know about these websites is, how does it work? Do you you have to cut somebody's head off and mail it to them and they shrink it for you is it but is it also like are there like hot shrunken they're, they're authentic they're authentic from natives i don't know i was drunk can we keep going please i'm very concerned actually yeah, we're, we're gonna have an intervention later well we wrap this up i'm gonna go out on ebay and see if there's anything out there i'm sure there is yeah it probably is yeah anyway on on ripley's shrunken head quest for the shrunken head which is an actual book by the way it's ripley's quest for the shrunken head i almost bought it <laughs> I came closer than I ever have to buying a book for the podcast, so there's that. Um, he found this tiny skeleton in nineteen in the 1930s, early 1930s. He found this tiny skeleton he called Attaboy. He found his in Peru, but the Atacama Desert does actually go all the way up into Peru. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Like I said, it's a really, really big desert. So, um, yeah, Ripley called his skeleton Attaboy, and that's Wait, that. They it, look vaguely kind of similar not really uh, no not really no they don't actually at all so Attaboy, they're both they're Attaboy, both three inches tall or, or six, six inches, inches tall but, but Attaboy looks more akin to a shrunken head in terms of the the shape and the texture in the photos that i've seen i think Attaboy is kind of cute not like the skeleton but i think it's cute that ripley called him that oh the mm. name yeah i think it's kind <laughs> of a cute name yeah so an Attaboy does look different they don't really look the same attaboy and atta they yeah i i think it's true that the resemblance pretty much ends at their height i would say that yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. okay theories yeah i guess we're there i guess we are aliens uh let's start with hoax oh was it a hoax no i don't think so i actually don't think that there's anybody who seriously thinks it's a hoax except for the anonymous forum user here and there who says no it's a hoax didn't you know well, that's a be- it's easy to think it's a hoax oh yeah i thought it was a hoax i know when you I did. first started to read about <laughs> it and then yeah. once i saw the stuff about the ct scans i knew okay right there that proves it's not actually a hoax it's not a little something carved, real not yeah. a little carved wooden right. figurine right. yeah so yeah. Uh, yeah no it's not a hoax no not a hoax yeah. Um, also, probably not a cryptid, but you'll see that around. Is this a fairy? No. Cryptid as If it was a cryptid, it could it be could a fairy. It could be a fairy, it's but a mummified no fairy. Hmm. No wing structure. Wings would have, wings have to have bones in them. 
The fairies Maybe. actually have wings, though. Yeah. We don't know that. We don't know anything. Elves? Yeah. Could it be an? Could it be a Smurf? It could be. It could be uh, the South American version of a leprechaun. Oh, ho, ho. Yeah, there you go. It's true. Or it could oh, be a South true. American Bigfoot. It could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish. I wish the you little guys, known. I wish you guys were in the studio to see with how much sincerity Joe just said that. <laughs> There was no laugh in his face for a moment. It was good. Uh, just all, all deadpan. It all was. The time. It was totally yeah. deadpan. <laughs> uh, okay, so those two out the window. Cool. Uh, that that's the end of our theories. Okay. Bye. <laughs> it's not. No. Okay. Uh, next up, I guess, is uh, aliens. Yeah, they're um, uh, they're obviously that theory has been put out there, so we have to talk a lot. about it. Yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, a lot of people think this is a like the remains of an alien. Yep. But... Well. And one of the things I will mention is there is a strong history of reported UFO activity around the Atacama Desert. There's yeah. a strong history of reported UFO activity around most places. Shh, hey. Steve. Yeah. Shh. I don't... I'm just putting it in perspective. Yeah. <laughs> well, so the theory is, is uh, you know, that this thing is an alien. It kind of... I... Frankly, it looks really alien. It does. It especially looks very the, the, alien. the shape of the skull. With the shape of the skull and the size. You know, to conceptualize of something being that size and like living is crazy. Well, you know, there's many creatures on our planet that are that are tiny. Yeah, uh, but that's pro- true. The problem is, is that unless maybe there's an alien race and they figured out a way to save space on interstellar trips to shrink themselves down to six inches tall. Well, no, this is this thing is much like uh, was it the first or the second Men in Black, where there was the little guy that drove the human-sized robot. Yeah, Do you, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's exactly what this would be. How long, Maybe. How long could you really survive if you're that size? Though, would you? Wouldn't you go? Extinct? That's my because big question. The predators yeah. would all eat you. I mean, you'd be snacks. Owls would be snatching you out of the skies or whatever the equivalent. Well, of I the guess. Owl I mean, the, the argument would be that you might be from a planet that was so high gravity that everything was small. Uh huh. You know, so yeah. you yeah. could feasibly be the largest thing. You could. They. It could be a race of shrimpkins from Futurama. <laughs> you guys remember yeah. that episode? Yeah. yeah. Sort yeah. of. The, when Bender becomes God and then meets God. They're just tiny yeah. little humans that live on him. Yes. It could have been that. I mean, uh, yeah. It's possible. And I guess uh, this is probably a good time to mention um, <clears throat> Dr. Greer, Mr. Greer. He's a yeah. doctor. He's, he's a medical doctor. doctor. He was a medical doctor. He was an ER doc, I yeah. think. Oh, was he really? Oh. He, he's, he's a Actually, he was a practicing doctor. Yeah. And then he sort of went off the deep end. and He's, He left. Yeah, became his, an ufologist. His That's practice. a nice way of saying it, yeah. He left his practice. He did leave his practice. Hmm. Uh, G, our listeners may, may be familiar with the Sirius, the documentary Sirius, which is you, you basically tries to prove that aliens are real. It's about an hour long. We yeah. talked about it in the Gary McKinnon episode. Yeah. It's actually 48 minutes long. I found it on YouTube. Oh, okay. 48 minutes and like 50-something seconds. Yeah. You're welcome. 12 minutes for commercials. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's perfect. Uh, and Dr. Greer is the guy who's in charge of that thing. Well, he's he is in control of C-SETI. 
Yeah. Which stands for the Center for the Study of Extraterrestrial Intelligence. Mm -hmm. And he started that in the mid-2000s, I want to say. Mm -hmm. And then it was sometime, I think it was the late 2000s or 2010, somewhere in there, he then began the Disclosure Project. Yeah. Which is the one where it's all the ex-government employees testifying to him on camera about aliens. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's a major ufologist. He is. He is he is I'm not making fun of him when I say this. He has bought in quite heavily to the belief and he's very committed to it. He is. But that makes me question him quite a lot. Yeah, it it makes me question with things like this just because I think there's that um confirmation bias there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um and uh, you know, particularly with something like this that is kind of open to interpretation, there it is hard to know what this thing is for sure. And but the fact that you know, you I guess I don't know. It's hard. It's yeah. It's hard when you're you're hearing a ufologist constantly saying, "Oh, it's obviously an alien. It's proof." Yeah. Good luck. Constantly, with that. never, yeah. never once saying, "I don't know. It probably isn't an alien." Well, the other thing about uh, guys like Greer is they, you know. They tend to be a magnet for for lunatics who come to them with crazy stories and people who are yeah. like minded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, no, I mean, but also like uh, that's not to say that everybody who believes in UFOs or aliens is a lunatic. Because right, that, cause that's you, what I'm. Y'all it, know it's me. Like minded in terms of I believe in or want to, but but there's a, a a broad spectrum of that. There are crazy people in all walks of life. Oh yes, and uh-huh. yeah. uh, there are extra crazy people in some walks of life. Yep, which are you know this one is one of them. Yeah, it yeah. kind of is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, that's a problem already. Yeah. And I, my one concern with Greer being as vol- involved as he is in this, because oh, he's only have he one. was. What's that? You only have one concern. Well, no, this is this is one of my big concerns. Mm, okay, is that the story of how Ada was found and all of this stuff? I've never been able to find the source of it. Of In other where? words, you what always you hear the story, oh, I see. but you never find anything from the origin of that, where it actually began and the early accountings of it reported anywhere, anything. It just, it popped up and it popped up on the radar from what I found. There's a... Um, with the, Greer. The guy that actually found it, you can find the first the first publication of talking about this in the media at all. Uh-huh. Um, and it was around the time when the that scavenger found it. But it was... When, and when was that again? 2003-ish. Okay. But it was in a tabloid in Chile <laughs> that was the first announcement. <laughs> so again, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you, okay, you can confirm that it did happen at a time. But that it, the equivalent of the Weekly World News reported on it yeah. and not Batboy. Yeah, yeah, but it, which which is kind of a bummer because we do know it exists and we do know it's real. But they were the only ones who didn't cry hoax immediately, so they printed it. And then, but and and I guess to that point, Greer never tells the whole story. He always just says, "Oh, a token hunter, a token collector." Yeah, he's got he's got a very sanitized. Thing. But he doesn't of the ever story. say like he was gro- robbing graves in the church. He you know he doesn't say anything about mm-hmm. the. They always say it in this kind of amorphous like pouch. He never says it was in a white cloth. It was this velvet tie. You know all of the kind of nitty gritty details that almost humanize it. He doesn't ever talk about. So I think to that point, he is. I mean, he's he's trying to skew it a little more towards if you're just saying, oh, it was found in a pouch just in the desert. 
that sounds way more like an alien died or got dropped off. The remains of an alien got dropped off then. Because they, they have a burial ritual that involves pouches. I don't know. Just more than like <laughs> it's, it's, it was it's found in a grave in, in ah. a church wrapped in what in white and purple. You know, it's that sounds way more human than it was found in a pouch in the desert. Oh, I see what you're saying. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 All right. Well, that's I'm I'm gonna let the Greer issue go. <laughs> okay. That's that, I yeah. mean it's really that's just I really really question whenever he's involved. Yeah. No, well, that's fair. And um, yeah. the alien stuff. Do you have anything else to add to the alien theory? Well, I would add to to that is uh, it's <laughs> the uh, well if if it is an alien then how does how does it happen to have ninety one percent human DNA? That's okay. Well, strange. actually, that's a good segue into our next theory, which is that it's an alien human hybrid. Okay. Um, but that goes down the crazy rabbit hole because the it, it's mostly it's mostly Greer being the proponent or being the most vocal proponent of this theory. This is his theory, actually, is that it's a hybrid, and it's it goes kind of from what if it's an alien human hybrid? To what if we are all alien human hybrids? That's what we are. That's how humans existed. <laughs> well, then, uh, then we're that's not... how we came about. So then we would share ninety-one. We're... We're not a, actually alien human hybrids because we're humans. So whatever our ancestor was, it made right it that them. we're alien. I don't know Neanderthal <laughs> hybrids or something okay. like that. Yeah. You know the things that we branched off from that they went off to die, but they were very humanoid. They were you know. They, we were like them, uh, and then we changed somehow. And Wait, you saying was the aliens alien. came in, came to Earth? They were slumming with Neanderthals, and then they went home. Yeah. So Earth is what, like the 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 dance club of? It's okay. I guess we can kind of go into this. Um, I don't want to make this whole episode about this, but the theory there are two theories on this. Well, you're looking at me like I'm a crazy person, but I'm just going to keep talking. Um, one of the theories is that it was it's a controlled experiment that aliens who are hyper intelligent came to Earth and wanted to. It's like controlled evolution that they altered the DNA of neanderthals to create homo sapiens and now they're watching the experiment play out yes the other theory is that's the long game that's the long game the other theory is that uh aliens uh, i guess there's a lot more than that uh, aliens in order to survive came and inter their species their, yeah so in order to elongate their species had to kind of alter what their species was so they came to intermingle their people with our people and that totally changed and progressed into homo sapiens or yeah nightclub like they were curious they just came here and had sex with all of our women and, yeah. and then took off again uh -huh. yeah. yeah so those are the three like main theories of the alien hybrid human hybrid theory so then this theory would be that this was a subset that went a little wrong but has survived maybe in the desert uh, okay. or maybe they are they're the ones who were the initial ones and that they you know bred with neanderthals and so were the size basically of neanderthals but so the, the, the problem with that the though is the age thing is that it, if if that is the case then it would have to be much 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 older unless it was coming to check is. up on us so if it was the controlled if so like if the if the base theory, theory was that it's a controlled evolution the long game basically right mm -hmm. you come and check on your long game right? right you you observe them so if he this thing this alien in this theory, died while observing us, then, yeah, 10 years, whatever. Oh, wait, okay. so, so, this, so, so they're, this they're, they're is... very tiny aliens? Mm-hmm. So oh, the, the wardens are, are itsy-bitsy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think, um, 
Um, I still don't, I still don't buy that this thing was an alien though, because it's ninety one percent human DNA. I agree, but so if those it's an are alien human hybrid. That's impossible too, because like for example, cats and dogs can't interbreed. That's true. You know, and so yeah. we'd be a little further apart. Humans than cats and bananas and dogs. cannot interbreed. Yeah, that's You're true. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I think that's a valid, interesting point. The other thing, I guess, we should probably bring up at this very moment in time is that um, it's not that we only share ninety one percent of the DNA. It's that it was like eight or nine percent of the DNA was n- was unable to be read from the samples that they got from Autumn. Um, Which doesn't. So it doesn't mean that anything. they didn't match. It just meant that they couldn't read yeah, them because it was too corroded. It was degraded, yeah. unreadable, which it's not uncommon for that to happen in DNA samples to have a portion of it. Yeah, particularly yeah. post-mortem DNA samples. Yeah. So, so this is this is why Greer bothers me so much because he's the one who says it's 91% human DNA, but we don't know what the other 8, 9% is. Well, mm-hmm. no, we, yeah. we don't. We kind of probably do, but it's not unusual. 100% of the DNA that was readable was human. It's just 9% of the total sample mm-hmm. was unreadable. Although, oh, to yeah. their and... credit, you know, on all, almost all of the websites that you read about this DNA, they do they do add the caveat that research on the DNA is ongoing. Of course, and yeah. that they will they will reveal more as they know it. They which might at be least able to get that better DNA out of them. It's possible. And also the uh, this is one of the reasons that the because they used to think it was kind of old, right? and now they're taking no more than two decades mm-hmm. just because the DNA, the DNA is degraded somewhat. But if but it were there's still yeah. viable DNA. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If it was a lot older, then there'd yeah. be a lot less. DNA to read. Yeah. So next is the theory that it's human. And this is, again, typical Devon style. We've got a couple different bullet points here. Yes, we do. So let's start with human, comma, shrunken. Oh, B- Ripley? Yeah. We come back to Ripley here. Um, Ripley was very... Uh, he was a very honest showman. He, he liked to kind of discount these like weird sideshow things that he found a lot. He was very famous for it. Mm-hmm. Like he would go around and find these, you know, oh, it was a mermaid man skeleton and display it, but say, this is the part that's the monkey skeleton and this is the part that's the fish skeleton. <laughs> it's not real, but it's interesting nonetheless, right? Uh, and so he was one of the first people, despite his Which is why he's saying, believe it or not. Heads. You can yeah. believe it if you want or not. Or not. And here's, here's... a reason to like not. Yeah, I remember, um, God, I remember watching that show and he I, did that all the time. We watched it too. And he goes, believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Then what, what, uh, wasn't the guy from Star Trek on it at one point uh-huh. when they tried to re- resurrect it? Uh-huh. That was, was the one was I that? watched. Which one are you talking Will, about? The guy who played Will Riker. Oh, yeah. In yeah. Star Trek Next Generation. Wasn't he, wasn't he the, the host for it? No, I'd have to look it up. Do you care okay. enough for me to look it up? No. Yeah, Jack Palance was the host for a while too. Remember that? That was the old one. Yeah, he'd always, he'd always at the end of it, believe it or not, because he had that <laughs> weird voice. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, so, Shrunken Heads, just briefly, if you guys don't know how they're made, I mean, I think everybody in this room knows how oh, they're yeah. made, but it's possible. It's, it, what you do is you run them through the dryer and you leave them in too long. <laughs> and yeah. then yeah. you get it wet, you put it back in. Mm-hmm. It's like wool socks. Yeah, it's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Less itchy, though, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Shrunken Heads, uh, the way they do it is they cut a hole in the back of the skull or back of the head. The scalp. The scalp, thank you. They pull all the bones out. They put little um, red berries where the eyes should be and sew them shut. And then they put a wood ball. They, sh- they sew all the orifices. 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 
closed. Yeah. So your nostrils, your eyes, mm-hmm. your mouth. Mm-hmm. All the of mouth that. is held in place by three palm fronds. Mm-hmm. I, apparently Why? that's the traditional thing. Who came up with this idea? Anyway? I don't know. I don't know. I still think they're interesting. But then the skin is put around a ball and then pulled tight. After it's boiled. Yeah, after it's boiled. You got to boil it yeah, to shrink it. to shrink it. it. Yeah, and then it it's put like there, and so it looks like it's on a skull, and mm-hmm. so that's how that happens. So uh, Ripley said that his attaboy was just a shrunken, a whole body shrunken thing, uh, which I guess I kind of believe because it doesn't really look like there are any bones in there. It just kind of looks like it's leathery skin. Uh, yeah, um, that's the impression. I, I mean, there there does appear to be possible protrusions but that that's could not... be bones but they could be pieces of sticks. wood yeah yeah absolutely but that's in stark contrast to what ada actually looks like right um and so as as we in this room i think can all agree that ada is ada ada i'm sorry is not a shrunken something because it's mostly bones and yep. internal organs there's not skin and a thin coating yeah there's shell not. that's holding it together yeah which i don't really know what is holding it together it's, it's skin weird it's a very very thin leathery layer of skin i suppose that i mean the, the sinews and stuff the tendons are probably still present right on the skeleton yeah, yeah. it kind of just looks like bone but it, it is but there's like there a very is thin what was layer. a fleshy membrane at one time surrounding everything and what is dry and desiccated now that's what's holding it together right yeah. It's like cat gut, almost. Like what? Cat gut. You know the stuff that you can sew with? Haven't you heard of cat gut? That's what they used to use for surgery, uh, to, sit, to stitch people up. I'm not making this up. You're I looking at me like I'm be. nuts. Yeah, yeah. No, but Joe, do you remember what cat gut is made from? Um, cat gut? It's, it's made from... It's intestines of animals, like cows uh, or sheep. Ew! And, well, but it's it's very tough, and it's very stringy. But you use it to close wounds? Well, they yeah. originally did. Oh! They, they haven't been doing that for a while. Well, no, people make... Yeah, I know that. People make jewelry and stuff out of it. Ew! Yeah. No, it's it's very tough stuff, but it's that's why it reminds me of cat gut. Because mm. it's very, very tough, but it's an organic material. Okay, that's fair, I guess. Creep Factor 17 for Devin. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, but I think we can all agree it's not. Ada's got bones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Actually, not it's, a it's shrunken mostly body. bones. So it's not a shrunken body. Right. Can't okay. be. But still kind of interesting. Nonetheless. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, next up is human, comma, premature. A prematurely born baby. Prematurely right? born baby. Normal human normal, baby. Normal. Totally normal human baby. Uh, which all you have to do is really look at the skeleton to know it's not a totally normal baby. Uh, even a, even a preemie is not going to be six inches long. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't know about that. It has to be really premature, but you can look at... Actually, this is one of the interest, most interesting comparisons I saw, was there was a scan of a fetus at two months old, uh-huh. and they're about six inches long or so. Yep. And then as compared to the scan of the Atta skeleton, mm-hmm. Atta... Not Atta Boy, yeah, Atta. And they look they they look totally different. So uh, I mean there's a thing I mean, part of it is, you know, ribs, part of it is head shape, part of it is just typical bones. So the thing is, is that I've the research that I've seen said that this was if it was a human fetus, it was twelve to sixteen weeks. Okay. Which is the first trimester. Yeah. The end of the first trimester, beginning of the second trimester. Yep. And a, and the typical fetus at that time 
I, there's always this thing on the internet, what size is my baby? Mm-hmm. And it's about the size of an apple mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. But a lot of things have formed at that point. So all of the bones will have formed. Mm-hmm. The, uh, you know, the head is going to have formed. Though, and this is why I bring this up, the the bones of your skull, of your cranium, those are not are still not connected because your brain hasn't grown in yet and they've got to stay loose to allow that to happen. So if this is a premature child, that would explain why the head is misshapen because they would have collapsed on each other and set into this kind of pointy shape instead of what was a round shape. Mm-hmm. If you follow that line of thinking. Yeah. The other thing well, is plus I, it's also soft. I mean your skull when you're a yeah, kid like that, you're it's not... very, very soft material. And the other thing that I will bring up is that you had you had spent a good amount of time talking about the kneecaps. Okay, kneecaps are present at that time, but they're cartilage like we said. Cartilage is something that hardens. When it's outside of the body, it'll harden in the right environment. I mean, it's like if you find a mummy that's been in this desert, it's the nose will probably be there because it's mummified. Yeah, there's not a nose, but, okay, but yeah. But, but you know what? Your nose yeah. is cartilage. Yeah. And so what I've looked at this as is that what was the infant placeholder cartilage kneecaps is just the the stuff that it, it hardened. Oh. It, you know, it, it actually set in place. So it looks like bone. What about the tooth? The tooth I can't explain. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't know I don't know why the hell there's a tooth there, but I yeah. can explain the cranium being misshapen. Okay. And <laughs> I can explain the kneecaps, which is why I still feel that this is very much uh, premature birth. Yeah. Well, well, which is why it would have such a ceremonial burial. I feel differently about it, but we'll talk about it in a minute because okay. I know Joe wants to say some things. Well, I'll say something. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess or whatever. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I. I was reading uh, the, the blog of this guy named Paolo Viscardi, um, who uh, who works at the the Grant Museum of Zoology in the University in University College London. Okay. He has a fairly lengthy posting on it with a lot of big, long, huge comment threads from a lot of scientific types. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you read that one or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he says that uh, it looks to him just pretty much exactly like uh, an aborted fetus. He says he's seen other ones, mummified ones in museums mm-hmm. and, colli- and various collections of 14 to 16 weeks, he estimates. Uh, as far as the, the shape of the skull, partly what you what you were saying might have something to do with it. He thinks it might also, he thinks it was aborted, and he thinks that perhaps during a procedure, the head was, you know, sort of pulled damaged. out of damage and put, and that might also explain the odd shape. Mm-hmm. He also said that he's, as far as some of the, the misreadings of the age of the thing, they, they found greater calcification in the bones than you would expect in a fetus. Right. But he said that that's actually an artifact of the mummification process. He says he's seen it in other mummies when they try to, like, he actually wrote a long paper on the whole thing. I mean, was, yeah, I've seen something some... about the fact that when they try to x-ray them and do all these certain scans, mm-hmm. those young bones look like they should be much older yeah, just exactly. because of the process that's involved in the scan. Yeah, exactly. And so, you can't read into that too heavily. Yeah, so uh, as far as it being like six to eight years old or a year old or anything, and also he said he looked at the... The CAT scans and everything, he says he saw no evidence of, t- evidence of teeth whatsoever. He says that there's an, a, a piece of exposed mandible that looks like a tooth, looks especially like a tooth. But he said that, uh, and again, I haven't seen these CAT scans that he's, that he's talking about, but that it, 
he says, and he sounds like he's pretty objective and pretty smart, uh, pretty knowledgeable guy. He says there's no teeth. So he's he's on board with the it's just a premature. A premature or more likely an aborted fetus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's a lot of social conditions in that country that would explain potentially why that would happen. You know, because like un, uh, unwed sex is not okay. And abortion's kind of hard to get. Right. Uh, so, so, you know. It's if, illegal. If, if you're with somebody and something happens, you got to take care of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, um, you know, what? this is one of the, the sad things. It would be, it'd be nice to find the quote-unquote token collector mm-hmm. or whatever that goes and find, find out precisely what grave. Because if it was found in a graveyard, I'd like to know what grave he found it in. Because mm-hmm. that would be uh, kind of interesting. Because imagine somebody going back to this village where they have, you know, family buried. Yeah. And and sort of like, you know, digging up a few inches of dirt and burying it there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, it'd be kind of, you might be able to actually find out who the mother of, you know, the Atacama skeleton is. Yeah. That's a premature birth That's theory. it for the premature Yeah, I think thing. we pretty well, well uh, yeah, we walked through have. that entire thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so the... More than you wanted. Uh, yeah, a little <laughs> bit, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then the the last kind of theory here is that um, that it was a human being that was born, likely, mm-hmm. um, but with a genetic disorder. And that just grew to six inches tall. Yeah, or you know, didn't really survive out of the womb for too terribly long. But uh, obviously, there aren't an extended period of time, though. Yeah, and so there obviously aren't any genetic disorders that we know of that cause a actual human being to only grow to six inches tall that's no. not a thing and you wouldn't live very long you would not sooner no. or later mom or, mom or dad was it's gonna on step you. on you yeah, yeah exactly yeah and it, you know well, on top the, of the that shortest recorded person in history was only what two foot tall something like something, that i thought it was something like that's 21 still, inches or 21 something yeah like, but something that's, that's still like considerably tw- like three or four times as yes, tall as the much thing much was. larger yeah. than yeah than this skeleton thank you i was like I know like, things feel wrong, it. but yeah, it, it is kind of this form. Um, this this yeah. Uh, but uh, added to that, you know, they did this genetic testing on the skeleton, and there they couldn't find any markers for common things like dwarfism or anything like that. Yeah, well, plus this would be a real one-off disorder because there is such a thing as dwarfism. There is. But now, how many how many six inch tall human beings have we produced so far? None. None. Yeah. 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 That we know of. Well, that's, that's true. true. Maybe they're hiding. They might be hiding right here in All my in house. All in the desert. Yeah. They're, they're so little, you don't know. Yeah. That's why you keep hearing those weird banging noises in your pipes. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a theory out there that it's kind of a dual. It's a dual theory, I guess. Uh, it's a combination of a genetic disorder and a premature birth or aborted birth situation. Uh, because a lot of there are, well, a lot of women who are pregnant with babies who have progeria often have miscarriages with these babies and progeria is something that i guess i knew about because i listened to uh die ant antwood you guys know them no no it's okay i wouldn't expect you to it's like a ow it doesn't matter (laughs) because we're so old i guess Uh, yeah anyways there's a there was a guy by the name of leon botha who collaborated with them um he was a dj uh die antwood is a band they're a group. Or a group? Yeah, out of South Africa. Ah. Uh, they do rap mostly. Okay. Kind mm-hmm. of. It's hard to explain. Anyway. It's performance art. It's awesome. Well, so anyway, who's got progeria? Uh, well, Leon Botha did. He died a few years ago. Um, At what age? 
he was 26 when he died, which is actually a very long lifespan for somebody with progeria. Uh, usually progeria. they progeria. I'm sorry. Uh, they don't usually live often. People who have this live, you know, 13, 14 years yeah. at the most. Um, cause it's, it's rapid aging. Well, it's not actually rapid aging. It's signs that appear to look like rapid aging. It causes you to look like you are rapidly aging. Yeah. It's a found in about one in every 8 million live births, but the instances are higher, but I didn't write down the number, I'm sorry, of stillborn or premature births. Okay. The defining features of somebody with this disorder are, I'm just going to quote here, limited growth, full body alopecia, alopecia, so hair loss, and a distinctive appearance that includes a small face with a shallow, shallow recessed jaw and a very pinched nose. And often their um, face looks uh, small on their head. Okay. Do you know what I'm in saying? Proportion, in yeah. proportion to the head. To the size of their head? Yeah. Um, and the heads are, you know, often kind of more elongated. So, I mean, I think it's it's a fair theory to say that it's possible that Ada had this disorder in utero and was born prematurely, that it accounts for the way that he looks with the skull. I mean, as does your theory of, you know, kind of aborted fetus situation when their fetuses their skulls look oversized they look oversized but they don't usually look pointy like that Mm -hmm. but they do often in um fetuses with progeria Progeria. i'm sorry i don't know why i can't say that word but you know again it's it's hard to tell and then scientists are also saying that they also haven't found any of the genetic markers for um progeria so well probably not so I don't know. I don't have a good answer, really. I think it's probably a human. Um, I think it's probably a premature. I'm totally, I'm totally on board with the what, premature. What, whichever way it happened, if it happened that there was some genetic disorder that caused the fetus to look this way, if it was just a premature birth. It's also hard to tell because it is a mummy, and it looks a li- it looks much too thin to be a, a normal fetus. But you know, as to the, me, but again, it's a mummy, so it's hard to tell. It's, it's a mummy as as it as it dries out, the skin shrinks shrinks mm-hmm. up, and it, and it draws the rib tight. Exactly. The, the I mean, so and that's tightly. that's part of it. I was going to say, yeah, if you look at those ribs, they almost look like they should have broken from the pressure. Yeah. 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 Although you know, still the question is, is there should be more ribs than there are, but well, no, apparently yeah, the, the the two missing ribs are the lower floating ribs, which you know form the last it's entirely possible that... it would have to have been really early though it yeah, feels. But... Or, well i mean they because it may is, it's not two have months. been fully formed and so they may not have you know when when everything dried out and pulled in they may not have been enough substance to them they may have been mostly fleshy instead of uh, bony you can i mean in the in the x-rays of a, a two month old fetus it they're they are ribs they are all ribs all 12 all 12 of them yeah yeah but it's possible i mean it's possible that it was a younger fetus it's possible that there was some birth defect that caused them to not have the you know ribs i mm-hmm. don't know but yeah, you never know we could, if you go back to that area to, you know check up on the people maybe that maybe there's a whole subset of people that's, that have a genetic defect possible. you know they've been possible. passing it along yeah. don't generation. have the floating ribs yeah yeah yeah, absolutely. yeah i don't even know what what is the purpose of the floating rib does anybody know i 
I think it's just one more rib to get broken. I think that's about <laughs> it. Yeah. I always figured it was the one that pinches when you get a pinch in your side. Yeah, I don't know. It was, it, it was just always weird. But. Yeah, I don't know either. It's uh, maybe a little extra, little extra protection for those for your kidneys or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. So yeah, there you go. It's the Atacama skeleton or humanoid. Probably uh, not an alien. alien. Probably not. Probably not. Probably yeah. not an alien. Probably just a very, very sad story. It's a very yeah. small story. <laughs> yeah, tiny. But, uh, you know, actually, go digging around up there. You might find a lot of these things. Yeah, it is a little weird. You know, two would be found in the desert, but I guess not really that weird. Yeah, no, because the conditions are such that, you know, it's... they're going to get naturally mummified. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So... And, and, and luckily, in the Atacama Desert... It's probably so dry. I mean, no, no four-legged scavengers really exist out there to come along and eat it. You yeah, know? probably not. So it not. just lays there undisturbed and yeah. then just, you know, becomes mummified. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. Until the, two, until the two-legged <laughs> scavenger comes along. And you guys have anything else? To I don't. <laughs> after that. Add to this story. Yeah, cool. not really. Um, we'll have to go down there and check it out one of these days. Yeah, totally. Around. Yeah. As soon as our listeners fund our trips. Yeah. 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 Thanks, guys. Just kidding. I'm just <laughs> kidding, everyone. I'm just kidding. Uh, if you want to see some of our research, uh, if you want to leave a comment on this show, if you want to find merch or links to donate, uh, all of that information as well as links to download the episode are on our website. That website is thinkingsidewayspodcast.com. You can find us on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Reddit. Yep. Uh, we've got a subreddit. We're thinking sideways um, on Twitter, and then we've got a group and a page. If you if you're looking for discussion, join the group yeah. on Facebook. Don't like the page and start posting on the wall because nobody's going to find you there. Sorry, <laughs> nobody looks at that. I'm sorry. You're probably listening to us on iTunes. Uh, if you are, leave a comment and a rating. That's how other people find us. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're streaming us, I don't know how. I don't know how streaming things work. Can you leave comments and ratings? I there? think you might be able to. Depends Just on the r- provider. Rate rate us if you if you are listening to us in a place where you can rate us. Do so. That'd please. be nice. There we go. Rate um, us highly too. Highly, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we like that better. Uh, if you have feedback, if you want to chat, uh, if you have suggestions, if, if you we've have, morally offended you by mispronouncing a word, which we probably have, we yeah. get that. A lot, well, I sure do, yeah. Um, By concatenating it. <laughs> you mean cocantinate? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, you can send us an email. That email address is thinkingsidewayspodcast at gmail.com. And last but not least, if you would like to donate to the show, we have a few ways to do that. You can either just send us a one-time donation via PayPal, or you can become a sustaining donator, a patron if you will on patreon and that is patreon.com slash thinking sideways no pressure but um we really appreciate it when people are able to do that for us yep. so thanks yeah nice and thanks Absolutely. thanks to all the many people who have kicked in we yeah. really appreciate it seriously thanks yeah all of that having been said i think that um i'm just gonna get out of here real quick yeah i think i'm gonna go get out of here too yeah sweet bye guys all right to hey, everyone <laughs>